Hey everybody, welcome back to the Midnight Terrors podcast. My name is Kevin, back with another episode this week, and I've got a very special guest here with me today, uh, my brother Sean, who I've mentioned quite a few times on the podcast previously. Sean, how are you? I'm good, what about you? I'm good, I'm good. Uh, We've had uh, our mom on here for the last three episodes, so only makes sense that now uh, you come on the show, uh, cause I've, I've brought you up when I was talking to Jason and, uh, and mom and Mr. J and everybody. So it only makes sense for you to come on the show. Yep, definitely. <laughs> so, uh, um, as we usually start the show, when we have a new guest on here, uh, I kind of talk to everybody about you know, their experience with horror, what some of their favorite movies are, what some of their earliest favorite horror movies were. Uh, so you want to introduce yourself to the listeners and, you know, kind of talk about horror movies that, that got you at an early age and, uh, movies that you like in the genre. All right. Well, um, I'm sorry. I'm your brother, obviously. (laughs) Um, I would say, I guess more of a slasher. My favorite horror franchise would technically be Scream. Oh yeah, you love that franchise. Yeah. Um also like movies, love the black phone. The visit. Spoiler um, spoiler alert, that's what we're talking about today. <laughs> oh the yeah, the the visit's two. a good one. Yeah, the first two Conjuring movies, the third one's eh. Yeah, I remember we saw that in the theaters. We weren't um <laughs> we weren't too crazy about that one, unfortunately. But you've liked most of the movies in the franchise, I think, right? Uh, yeah, for the most part. Okay. And uh, would you probably say that Scream is quite possibly your favorite horror franchise? Yeah, definitely. And you've uh, you've dove into it a little more than myself because you have you saw all the movies other than Scream Five. You uh, and the original. I think you watched all of them in the franchise before me. Um, yeah, a few years ago. And then, uh, you've dove into something I have not seen from start to finish. You watched, uh, the Scream series from front to back, I believe, right? Quite a few times. A few times. And, uh, what's your, uh, what's your take on, on the series? Because we, we know you love the movies and we'll touch on that in a second, but what is, what is your overall take on the, on the show? Um, I really liked it. It's not as good as the movies, and uh, I don't know how well liked it is, but uh, I liked it. Season one was better than season two, but it was really good overall. You think so? Yeah, I liked it. Okay, and then what? A little did, different. Did you watch the like? It was like a Halloween special or something where they did that season three where they brought in the the real ghost face mask and whatnot. Um. Yes, I did. And what was your? I've only, I've only seen that one time but i remember liking it okay did you it has nothing to do with the first two seasons i know i heard that it was a completely new cast what did you like that they did that and they sort of hit the reset button or did you wish that they would have kept going because i remember when i watched season one which is what i've seen of the scream series and then maybe i watched one episode or two episodes of the second season i would have liked to have seen more with those characters from the first two seasons so what what was your take on what they did with the third season um, I wouldn't mind if they did a third one. They kind of left it off. Not like a cliffhanger, but sort of. 
Okay. And um, the reset wasn't bad, though. I don't think they're continuing with that. No, not from what I understand. I think uh, I think that series is pretty much done, especially now since the uh, since the movies are kind of revitalized with uh, a movie that we both loved, uh, Scream Five, or just Scream. And then yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, you know they've they've sort of hit the almost hit the reset button there a little bit, even though it's a sequel. They're kind of starting a whole new uh, story, and you know different characters are coming and going and stuff like that. So, and then, uh, obviously you enjoyed, uh, that film earlier this year when you and I saw it scream five. Most definitely. Yes. Yep. And then, uh, what are some other horror movies that you like? Cause I know, uh, you're a fan of the Texas chainsaw massacre, the original, I believe too, right? Um, yeah, I watched it one time. I liked it. I, also, I don't know if Malignant counts as a horror movie, but I like that a lot. Oh, 100%. Yeah, Malignant was probably the most underrated horror film that I saw last year. And then, Yeah, I really like that. And then, uh, I think, what Nightmare on Elm Street movies have you seen? Because I know we've touched on that franchise a little bit. Um, I think I saw the first one a little bit. Um, the only one I watched like all the way through was the second one. I did not like that one. <laughs> oh, I thought you saw the original all the way through. I guess I must have been. I guess I got confused. Uh, I cannot believe that you Same do not. Okay, fair enough. I cannot believe you don't like the second one. How how do you not? Uh, <laughs> how do you not enjoy the craziness of part two? That's probably my favorite in the franchise. Um, no, I thought it was pretty weird. <laughs> and then uh, you, uh, what else have you and I? watch we've seen a good bit of horror movies i know early on you really liked um ouija the first one yeah i haven't seen that movie in a few years but i remember liking it yeah uh i definitely still think you need to watch um the sequel as well because man talk about a talk about a sequel that blows the first one out of the water yeah you've told me about it yeah that that second one is actually really really scary dude um, and then I think safe to say you're a fan of like the shining. Cause I know you, you, me and mom watched that on new year's like two years ago. Yeah, we did. And yeah, I liked it. It was good. Was that something, would that be something you'd re revisit or was the shining kind of with your taste in horror? Do you prefer when it moves faster? Like, is the shining a little too slow for you? Would you say, um, Maybe a little bit. I'm sure if they redid it now, it would be probably be different. But well, uh, yeah, no, I one only overall, only one it. Stanley Kubrick, uh, for sure. Overall, overall, you enjoyed it though. Yes, definitely. Cool, cool. You should definitely watch uh, the sequel, Doctor Sleep, one of these days. That was uh, that was quite yeah, I've the. Heard, I've heard um, that's really good. It is very, very good. Um, and then uh, I actually just got you maybe a month or two ago to watch The Haunting of Hill House. Yes. And that was uh, that was something that, that I think you really enjoyed. Yeah, I liked it. It was good. I remember uh, there's a, a jump scare in Haunting of Hill House that I won't ruin in case our mother listens uh, because I'm trying to get her to watch that and I don't want to tell her <laughs> where the scream or where the that 
where the scare is, honestly. Um, sorry, we've got Scream in our in our conversation now, so I just keep thinking of uh, of Scream, but I don't want to tell Mom where the big scare is in Haunting of Hill House. But you, uh, yeah, it's pretty well liked. Yeah, and I got you to watch that, and I didn't tell you where the scare was, and I saw you jump back quite a bit, so that was pretty funny. And then uh, you, uh, you've watched the new, the newer Halloween films as well. How excited are you for Halloween ends? Uh, I would say I'm really excited. I watched the trailer; it looks pretty good. We just watched Halloween Kills not that long ago. We did. And in comparison to Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills, which one which one did you like more? Um, probably Halloween Kills. It was more action. Yeah, that, I think I read on there, like somewhere online, that there's like over thirty or forty deaths in Halloween Kills, so it holds true to to its name. <laughs> So, well, cool. Um, well, that's. Uh, I think that's a good introduction to uh, to you with uh, with your with your taste in horror with Scream uh, being probably your favorite franchise and movies that you've watched over and over again. Do you have a favorite in the Scream franchise? Um, it's a good question. That's a probably difficult the first one. one. Yeah, the first one's a. Uh, a classic. Actually, let's let's do this. Behind the original, what would be what is your favorite behind the original? Cuz this is a conversation you and I've had a few times and I don't actually remember what your answer is. Cuz I know for um, me it's have- I know for me probably behind Scream 1 is Scream 4. I saw I've seen uh 1, 2 and 3 more than I have 4 and 5, but I'll probably I'll have to rewatch them all, but I'll probably say 5. Five is your second favorite behind the original. It my, it's very close behind Scream Four for me, I would say, but it could fluctuate on any given day. Yeah, it's been a while since I've watched them, but I'd probably say between two and five, and then you can sub seven for two and three. I mean, for the second and third place, and then four might be up there with two, and then three obviously last. <laughs> Do you like Scream Three, or is that kind of just the one in the franchise that you kind of? kind of chuck out I like it it's just not as good as the others fair enough <laughs> I think uh once you get rid of the unrealistic plot conveniences of the script for that one with their only be- with it being the only one in the franchise that has one killer um I yeah. think that uh once you kind of throw that out the window and suspend your your disbelief a little bit it becomes a lot more fun of a watch but I, I would agree with you that it's probably the weakest in the in the franchise kind of similar to uh, Jurassic Park 3 in my opinion fair enough yeah Jurassic Park 3 I remember uh, liking but not loving but I mean where else are you going to go from from the <laughs> from the original Jurassic Park so although I do love Lost World um, yeah but yeah well cool well I uh I appreciate you coming on the on the show it's a it's a treat to finally get to record a a podcast episode with you as the guest. I know you and I have joked around about doing like a like a bickering brothers podcast because all we do is is argue and debate about Marvel movies and and uh, you know just different stuff that we're watching. So it's pretty funny. Yep, yep. 
And uh, you, oh, I just had something else in my head that, that you liked that was kind of tangent to horror, but now it just left my head. So I'll just let that go. But anyway, we're, uh, you mentioned this movie earlier, but we're talking about a movie today that uh, is definitely up there for us in terms of a favorite horror movie to come out in 2022. Uh, we're talking about The Black Phone today. And, uh, so I saw this in theaters right after, uh, you and I and some of our other family got back from, uh, from a trip to New York and I was hearing nothing but great things about, about this movie and I could not wait to see it. I love Ethan Hawke and I know you've been a fan of his work lately with, uh, with the Moon Knight series, uh, from Marvel and Disney. And uh, did you see this in theaters, or did you watch it at home? I've seen it twice, and I watched it not at my house, but at a house both times. Okay, so you watched it, like, on Amazon Prime rental or something? Yeah. Okay. And would you say that this is up there for you with the with horror movies that you liked this year? I can't think of too many horror movies that I've seen with you this year, though, unfortunately. Aside from this and Scream. Um, that might have been it. I haven't seen Smile yet. Um, yeah, so excited well, outside, for that outside one. Of, outside of just horror, it's definitely up there with movie of the year in general. Yeah, for sure. Um, now, I don't know if you've seen the movie that this this the director for The Black Phone did like a decade ago before this one, but I think you're familiar with it. Sinister? Yeah, I think I might have watched this. Is there a second one? There is a second one. I think I watched it like like it was on in the background when I was at my friend's house one time. But I watched like the first half. Okay, yeah, but that, I haven't seen the I haven't seen the first one. Yeah, the sequel unfortunately is uh, definitely not on par with with the first one. Um, but it's you know it's enjoyable enough. But I definitely think that uh, you should go back and watch the first one because. Uh, Scott Derrickson, I believe, is the name of the director for The Black Phone. It's very similar tonally to The Black Phone, but just, you know, different story in place. But this guy definitely knows how to how to direct and, and creep you out. So, um, Yeah, I've heard good things about the first one. Yeah, it's fun. It's a, It'd be a good October watch for you. And then, uh, so, I think you and I were both excited to see this, even though we watched it separately. But I'm pretty sure this was a movie that you and I were both... Uh, anticipating but i actually i was looking forward to seeing it and it wasn't until the trip to new york where you told me have you heard this about this movie the black phone and i was like oh wait i didn't know sean was excited to see that so i wish you and i had gotten to see it in the theaters together but i'm glad that we're able to talk about how much we love this movie spoiler alert yeah it definitely would have been better to see in theaters and i was excited for it but it uh exceeded my expectations yeah for sure so I guess, uh, you know, we'll just, you know, and again, everybody listening to the podcast, you know, I've said this on previous episodes, but spoiler alert all over the place. We're going to do a deep dive on the plot. So if you have not seen the black phone yet, please go do it and then come back and listen. Um, and we're just going to dive on into, you know, kind of why, why we love this movie and we're going to talk about the plot and, you know, go ahead and tell you why we recommend you watch it. So so if you, and spoilers beginning now, um, so obviously the Black Phone is the story of 
the child uh, named Finney, right, is his name? Yes. Okay. So Finney and his sister, you know, they live in this community. Um, I say child, but they're like, what are they, Sean, like in middle school? Or something yeah, like that? Yeah, I would say seventh, seventh, eighth grade, maybe. Okay. So Finney and his sister, they live in this community that is being uh, terrorized by a child kidnapper called the Grabber, who is played by the always awesome Ethan Hawke. And uh, Sean, I know that you haven't seen Sinister, but did you watch the very, not the movie, The First Purge, but did you watch the very first Purge movie from 2013? Um, yes, a long time ago. Okay, but you've seen it with with Ethan Hawke as the dad of the of the household. Yeah, I didn't know who he was back then. Though. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, which is funny because he's definitely more known for other stuff than uh, than just horror movies. But he is a fantastic actor in everything that he does, and like I think so. I didn't watch the series all the way through, but I saw parts of it. Um. But from your perspective, you were a fan of his work as the villain for, for Moon Knight, correct? Yeah, he was amazing in Moon Knight. And was he playing something kind of similar to the Grabber? Like, was he kind of a, a, a scary villain? Um, Not really. He was more so of like a cult leader, I would say. Okay. Just pretty different roles. Sure. Yeah, no, he's very uh, dynamic with the roles that, that he gets uh, in mil- in movies and shows and stuff. So um, he's the highlight of this movie for me. I don't know about you, but he was, to me, like, the, the whole movie's great, but he was fantastic in this, I would say. Yeah, he was extremely creepy. Yeah, and, uh, you know... <laughs> I don't know what I would do in this type of scenario. So the movie goes on and, you know, many, many people around Finney and his sister. Um, it's killing me that I don't remember what her name is right now. But I know that she is the sister in real life to one of the younger sister actresses from Haunting of Hill House. If you remember the one that plays uh, Little Nell um, from Haunting of Hill House, they are that actress from Haunting of Hill House. And Finney's sisters, actress, are sisters. Yeah, you told me. Her name's Gwen in the movie. Oh, that's what the sister's name is? Okay. Yeah, so they... So they're, a lot of their friends and just people that they know around town are, are disappearing and being taken by the grabber. Um, and then eventually, you know, we move on and... You kind of find out that Finney is, you know, kind of the weakling in the social circle and just within the school he's picked on and, um, you know, constantly a target for bullies and stuff. But he's got a, he's got the one friend, Robin, who, you know, is just a badass. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's a really bloody scene where Robin fights a bully. Uh, did that catch you off guard as much as it did for me? Because I was just like kind of, you know crippling inward when i saw robin beat up the bully at the school yeah no he completely beat his ass so i don't know if we can test no you can it's fine but yeah come on sean i'm i I like this man jason's my regular co-host and you've heard how he he and i talk so of course you can cuss (laughs) 
through you're, making sure yeah you're good man um yeah this mo- this movie's got some some hits that are very uh you know they just get to you and you you kind of cringe when you when you hear the hits and see them happen but yeah know, and there's the uh other fight scene um in the store where he takes the knife and carves on the dude's arm Oh yeah, I always forget about that part of the movie because there's like a it's a flashback to one of the grabber's um, victims, right? Yeah, it's like the uh, I don't want to say greaser because it's saying like how crazy he is. Yeah, I don't want to say greaser, but it's kind of like just like a like a weird '80s punk kid or something. Yeah, and I can never remember what decade this take this movie takes place in, but they're referencing movies like Texas Chainsaw Massacre in here. Uh, there's also, uh, I believe, a Vincent Price like '50s movie playing on the television when uh, when Gwen and when Gwen and Finney are at home watching TV. Um, so it's pretty clear that you know Scott Derrickson and the people working on the movie are are horror fans with the stuff that they're tributing. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> you know, so we go on, and eventually Finney is taken by the grabber and. How did you how did you feel about the opening for the movie? So I've seen this movie I think 3 times. Now I saw it twice in theaters and then I watched it once when it went to peak uh Peacock. And does the does the opening feel, you know, pretty rapid pace for you? Cuz I know it does for me, but I could see people kind of feeling like it might be a little slow. What's your what's your take on that? Um, no, I don't think that at all. I actually think it picked up pretty fast. Yeah, you know, I just, I remember um, that song Free Ride is playing at the beginning with the one baseball player kid uh, riding around on his bike, but man, as soon as, you know, so there's like a happy song playing and he's, you know, talking to all the neighbor kids. This is, sorry guys, we're jumping all around, but, (laughs) um, you know, you go back to the beginning before Finney's taken and the first side of the grabber is you know you see this happy kid riding through the streets and going into kind of an abandoned street and then the black van pulls up where uh where the grabber you know that's the first sign of him and that's i mean it tells you all you need to know right there and uh you know so finney's finally uh you know kidnapped and we slowly find out that the grabber has a phone on the wall in the place where he keeps Finney under the, in, or like in the basement. And the phone allows Finney to communicate with previous victims that were killed by the grabber. And they sort of help him develop a plan of escape. You know, and Sean, I think there's a, you know, so he does things like he, you know, he throws a rope up to pull pull part of the window down. He, like, you know, digs a hole for the grabber to fall into when he comes down at a certain time. He digs a hole, yep. in, digs a hole in the wall and stuff. And, Sean, what, there was one part of his plan that you were shaking your head at. Do you remember what it was? Uh, yeah, I do. It's my only gripe to say with the movie. Um where he's using the rope to um to bring down the air vent to try to escape. Yeah, I think it's it's got like a um basically he's trying to pull the vent down so he can get into it or it's like a window, it's like a lot like metal bars on it. Mhm. And he's 
Uh, he uses like a roll of carpet. I don't know why that's in there, <laughs> but um, and he like sticks the rope through there, and um, basically it like defies physics and wraps around the window to pull down. And uh, yeah, it just uh, it's not logical. It wouldn't. Uh, it doesn't work like that. That's my only great. I mean, it had to happen for the movie, but um, I would say that's my only gripe with the whole movie in general. Right. Now, are you talking about where he sticks the rope, like, up to the grate through the carpet roll? Yeah, and then it gets wrapped around the thing. Oh, I see what you're saying, because the yeah. the rope wouldn't go up the window and then wrap itself around. He'd have to be up there? No, it's not physically. Yeah, it's not yeah. physically He'd possible. have to be up there to wrap it around the, the bars. Okay, I see what you're saying. Because yeah. you and I have been talking about that since we saw this movie, and I could never visualize what it was you were saying. And now I understand it. Yes, that is completely <laughs> not not plausible whatsoever. Yeah, me and all my friends looked at each other and just shook our heads. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. And, uh, you know, so we get to see a lot of ghosts um, that he communicates with, um, you know, via the phone. He doesn't really see them for the most part. There's one that's kind of floating in midair with, like, their back broken or something. It's like one of those scares you hear drip, drip, drip of blood hitting the floor or just something wet. And then you find out that it's blood hitting the floor and it's a corpse just hanging in midair and it points to the phone for Finney to answer. Um, that was a scare that got me pretty good. Were there any moments in the movie that 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 you didn't expect that got you? You're pretty you're pretty stern when it comes to jump scares for the most part. Um. No, a lot of jump scares, uh, a lot of them predictable, so I kind of see it coming most of the time, but um, I don't remember anyone's in the movie. Maybe at the end, when he um, puts the axe in the dude's head, oh, I think when that might have got me. Oh, when the grabber comes down the stairs and kills his brother? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, was, was, yeah, that, was uh, that was definitely unexpected. Um, yeah, definitely. So what what Sean's talking about is that, um, you know, so the movie kind of plays on. It's a pretty straightforward plot. You learn more about the various victims that have been taken. And, and actually, at one point, Robin, the badass, excuse me, the badass friend that was kidnapped of Finney's uh, friend group, he was kidnapped by the grabber and, and murdered. And, you know, so he's out of the picture. So Finney's having a rough time with bullies again before he gets kidnapped oh sean there's a part that i skipped that was so brutal to me and it's when gwen and finney get in the fight with the other bullies after robin's been kidnapped yeah and she hits the dude in the head with the rock oh my god that her just like hitting the one bully just upside the head with a big rock i could not believe that <coughs> I just my my face caved in with with how brutal that hit was. But then like even Gwen, you know, she gets thrown on the ground and kicked on and stomped. I was like, oh my god, what yeah, is what yeah, is, it's a it's a pretty brutal movie. Yeah, I was like, what is happening right now? I was not expecting this at all. Um but yeah, so so Finney finally, you know, comes to his confrontation with the grabber, you find out that uh, because Gwen's whole thing in the movie is that she's trying to use her dreams of the grabber 
to help the police find Finney and the other the other people, and <clears throat> they finally start to get on track of it. But the grabber, the whole movie, the grabber has been trying to get Finney to like misbehave to play a game that he calls Naughty Boy. Uh, and Finney just won't play along because all these other kids are helping helping him ahead of time so that he doesn't make those same mistakes. But eventually, you know, it comes to, and Sean, I don't know about you, but this fight scene between the grabber and Finney is like, oh, so satisfying. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, I don't also know, brutal. Yes, very much so. Especially when you see the grabber, when the grabber goes to get him, and I keep, I keep skipping over the plot point, but when the confrontation finally happens, you find out that the grabber, his brother, who's a drug addict, so he's super crazy and the cops don't really believe him when his brother's trying to rat him out. Um, yeah. Eventually, his drug addict brother of the grabber finds Finney in the basement and then the grabber just axes him in the back of the head. So that was... Yeah, because there's a scene at the beginning where um, the cops knock on the door, just going like door to door asking about the uh, grabber, like if anybody's seen anything. And yep. his brother, which you don't know is his brother at the time, is uh like working his case. He's like a private detective or whatever. And he's looking for um like where the grabber could be and he said it has to be somewhere local and it turns out that he was in the house. Yeah, he was living in the house where where the grabber was. And the whole thing then, is that like course, Go ahead, Sean. The twist that he had a second house across the street. That's right. Yeah, Finney's in one house, but the but the bodies are are hidden in the other one. So they open up one and f- think that it's empty, but then they find in the basement there's already dead bodies there. But Finney's across the street, and the cops don't know about it. But so the brother gets killed, and the brother I don't think is a is he actually a private investigator, Sean, or is he just like investigating for investigation's sake? Um, I can't say with 100% certainty. Okay. I just wondered if I got a plot point wrong when you said that. I think he's just investigating on his own because he wants to help the community, but because he's got, you know, drugs laying around on the table, the cops are just like, yeah, just, just stay out of the way, dude. But eventually we get... Yeah, he's got the line of coke on the <laughs> table. That made me laugh because he's like damn it, why won't they listen to me? And then just does a line of cocaine. <laughs> so yeah, that made me laugh pretty good. But, um, you know, the final battle happens. Uh, I'm not sure how much weight a phone with dirt in the receiver ends would, would carry, you know, because Finney's whole thing is that the only weapon he has is the phone and he kind of detaches it from the wall and, um, Robin's ghost makes him put dirt in the receivers as a weapon. Yep. Um, that's probably my only little nitpick in the movie is that I'm not sure that you know a phone with dirt would pack a whole lot of a of a of a punch. But you know the grabber you know fell through a hole that Finney dug and like broke his ankle, and Finney just goes to town on the grabber when he's stuck in the ground and you know is just you know wailing on him with this phone. Um, yeah, but you know what? It's just a satisfying ending, so I'm so I'm okay with it. And uh, I love when all the the random voice messages that Finney's getting 
through the phone comeback and he plays it for the grabber in his ear just before he kills him. Yeah, definitely. You know, the one the one uh kid that you were talking about that that got into the fight in the grocery store is like, Today's the day, motherfucker, and then the other one uh is like, I can't kill you, so my buddy Finn's gonna do it for me, and that's from Robin. I just I like that stuff, and then he snaps the grabber's neck with uh with the phone cord. Yeah, great ending. I love the twist. Apparently, um I didn't catch this, but uh I didn't know that that was his brother, but apparently rewatching it he says his uh like he his brother's name is Max and when he's talking to Finney and uh his brother like opens the door and he call he yells Max's name. I didn't catch that the first time. So that caught me off guard. Who yells Max's name? The uh the grabber does? Yeah. Oh, I didn't catch that either. I guess I guess that was an early hint in the movie. Uh, yeah, so they that. tell you beforehand, but I didn't know that was his brother. Oh, true. I get until do they, the very end. Yeah, do they tell us Max's name until that point, or do we just hear him say Max and we don't know who Max is? Um, no, he introduces himself as Max to the cops when they first talk to him. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So, do you so remember? Yeah, it's very, very subtle. I think. Uh, we're probably one of the just one of the people that missed it. Probably. <laughs> well, that's cool. I did not catch that. I'll the next time I'll I'll rewatch this. I'll definitely be rewatching this, and I'll uh, I'll you know be on the lookout for that. But you know that's kind of the gist of of the black phone. It's it's a pretty straightforward plot. But so Sean, I wanna I wanna throw it back to you because you you know we talked about the horror movies that you love, but you don't. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think you watch horror movies on the regular, right? You know, just kind of around Halloween or when you're with a group of friends and stuff. Would you say that's fair? Yeah. Yeah, I would say that. Or as a new one comes out, I don't really, if I don't think I'm, if I don't think I'm going to like a movie, then I won't watch it. So. Right. So what... So you were excited to see the black phone because you were telling me about it beforehand and you came out loving it both times you watched it. What was it about this type of horror movie and this movie in particular that that grabbed your attention? If you, you know, you just said if you if you don't think you're going to like it, if there's even a chance you won't like it, you might not watch it. What was it about this one that pulled you in and, and made you like watching it more than once even? Um... I would say the trailer caught my attention. I don't really remember the trailer that much, but yeah, it just uh, really caught my attention in the movie from the beginning. Watching it really caught my attention. Um, I think it was pretty realistic, which makes it scarier to me. Cause I'm kind of over the, you know, family moves into a house, turns out the house is haunted, get an exorcism. You know, I'm kind of over that type of stuff. So it was different. I like that. Yeah, I feel you. My, I feel like. Uh, you know, cause you were born in 2001. And so by the time 2010 to 2000, uh, like 20 came around, you were like becoming a teenager. And I feel like in, cause that's, that age range is right around when I got into horror. And I feel like when you were younger, all I saw at that time was exorcism movies. And I think you watched quite a few of those as well. Yeah. So, um, we watched all of them in City. Insidious is like that, right? Kind of. Insidious, it's it's a it's a ghost activity. Yeah, 
Insidious is a ghost movie. It's not really an exorcism movie, but it's definitely got elements of that. Yeah. And then Paranormal Activity, absolutely. And, you know, every Paranormal and, Activity ends the same, so. Then The Conjuring was almost around the same time. So, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. it's uh, It was definitely the hot, the hot thing in, uh, not the hot spot, but the, the hot trend in horror uh, around your teenage years was was ghost movies and he, and even Ouija um as well was one of those too so yeah yeah so you cuz you also you know we were talking about this before you also like to watch um you know urban legend type stuff or or realistic crime mysteries a lot not necessarily like serial killer or true crime stuff but just like what's that one youtuber that you really like uh Mr. Nightmare yeah, so, and what does he talk about again? How would you sum up the videos that he does? Um, he does a bunch of, it's mainly just, like, scary, like, it'll be, like, three disturbing, scary stories. It'll have, like, a theme to it, like, hitchhiking, uh, woods, uh, like, Walmart, even. Uh, he just did a video that came out the other day that, uh, disturbing cases of people disappearing in the woods that are, like, still unsolved. He does a bunch of unsolved mysteries, too, which I like a lot. Stuff like that. Just compilations of horror stories. Gotcha. So, yeah, so you like a little more grounded premises for, for horror stuff and, and stories. Would you say that's that's fair? Um. Yeah, for the most part. I would say somebody trying to, like, break into my house or, like, torment me is probably scarier than my house being haunted to me. Gotcha. And have you dove into like home invasion, yeah, home invasion type movies? Um, like the strangers or, Oh, you did watch one with uh hush, right? Yeah. Which, uh, everybody else liked. I didn't like it. I know we, that's one we always argue about. And our whole argument between you and I is that we, one of us will say we don't like something and we'll just be like, well, you need to rewatch it then. Like, clearly you're wrong. <laughs> so yeah, it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty funny. That's one I've always told you to to rewatch. Um, I love that movie, but I could see people, un you know, thinking that it's slow. Um, everybody else I know likes it. It's just me. So, well, maybe you should give it a rewatch. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's cool. Um, yeah. So. You know, I'm I'm kind of with you. I also just kind of like, uh, I kind of feel like this movie has a very like John Carpenter feel. Like I really think it's got the vibe of October, like that Halloween does, um, or like in the sense of uh, it follows. It's just got a very like October fall vibe. Yeah, that would be another horror movie. We watched. We went and saw the thing this year, right? That's what it was called. Oh yeah, we went and saw um, John Carpenter's The Thing on on the big screen for its 40th anniversary. Yeah, and yeah, which was a pretty old movie, but I liked it. Oh yeah, man, The Thing is uh, The Thing is a classic. Um, and they did a a prequel type remake thing in 2011 that you should definitely. It's not as good as the 1982 version, but it's, you know, pretty decent, minus the fact that the thing is CGI. Um, but, yeah, I think that uh, 
And then you liked It Follows too, right? Yeah, definitely. I watched that when I had the flu in like 2017. And it made you feel better, I'm assuming? Sure. (laughs) Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Cool, man. Well, uh, yeah, I, I think that the black phone just has that perfect. Um, it sucks that it came out over the summer because I actually think it'd be a really awesome release for Halloween. But you know, it's out on DVD and Blu-ray and streaming now, so it's out there for people to to watch. Um, I did fail to mention there's one jump scare that actually got me pretty good, uh, and it's when Gwen is out in the rain riding on her bike to try to find the house that Finny's in when she sees it in her dream. And it's when all the dead kids pop up in the street in front of her and she falls off the bike. Yeah, and then it, she looks up and she's right in front of the house. So you've been seeing, we'd also didn't mention the fact that she's psychic and been seeing like the kids and stuff. Yeah, she's been having uh, dreams and her and Finny are actually dealing with a... I mean, this plot line in the movie doesn't really ever go anywhere. We find out that um, her... They're... Finney and Gwen's mom was also psychic, but she ended up kind of losing her mind a little bit. Yeah, and uh, the dad said that because uh, he's like a drunk and he's obviously really depressed over his wife dying, and that the like voices in her head told her to do things and ended up. Uh, I don't actually say it, but um. Well, I think it's heavily that. Yeah, you assume that she took her. Uh, it, those voices told her to take her own life. Yeah, it's I. That's very true. I don't think it's ever explicitly stated, but it's very heavily implied that that she took her own life. Um, yeah, definitely. So this alcoholic father of Finny and and Gwen, you know, beats his daughter because he wants to get the voices out of her because he's scared, but he's also a terrible father at the same time. Which that scene's really difficult to watch too. Um, yeah, is, and Gwen ends up working with the cops about it. Yeah, just, and the cops show up at, at their house and at the dad's work and he just gets angry. But there is a beautiful moment at the very end. Once Finney is rescued, um, they end up making peace with their father, which is which is cool. So, um, but yeah, man, this uh, this one's a fun one. I Like I said, I've watched it three times. I'll definitely be watching it again this October. Um what do you think, Sean? Would this would this stay in your in your rotation going forward? Is this something you'd return to again? Definitely. Cool, man. And would you obviously recommend that other people go to watch it? One hundred percent. I haven't seen a single negative review. Cool, man. And then, uh, oh, you know what? We skipped uh, side tangent before we wrap it up. You, we skipped one movie that you watch that though not really a horror movie per se is kind of in the vein of horror um or horror sci-fi i guess uh the new predator movie right you watch that yeah yeah i did it's uh prey and did you i can't remember did you say that was good or not i haven't seen it yet so yeah i haven't seen i think the only predator movie i've seen was alien vs predator but um yeah, it was good. I wouldn't consider it much of a horror movie. I'd rather say action, but Gotcha. Okay. I gotta I gotta check that out on, on Hulu then. And then you and I uh gotta sit down and watch the new Hellraiser because we've been pretty excited for that one as well. Um Definitely. But yeah, man. 
So uh, that's our discussion on the black phone. Sean, you got any uh, closing thoughts on the film uh, before we sort of bring it on home? Uh, no, not much. Ten out of ten, recommend. Sweet. Well, I wanna I wanna say thank you to you, Sean, for coming on the on the show and and you know doing a guest spot with me. It's uh, it's cool. It's been cool talking to mom uh, for the last you know three episodes before this and. Um, it's cool to have you on here and I definitely, uh, would love for you to come back on the show and, and, you know, talk, you know, some, some more upcoming horror stuff with me. Maybe I, you pick a movie, um, cause the black phone was kind of something we, we talked about discussing for a while, but it was kind of, you know, kind of my pick, but I would, I would love for you to pick a movie to, to come back on and, and have me watch maybe one I haven't seen, uh, and we, and we dive into it that way. Uh, sure. I don't know if it's much horror movies that you haven't seen, but definitely. <laughs> That's very, very true. Um, I don't know. There's, there's talks of a new, uh, Friday the 13th movie now possibly being in the works. So maybe you and I can dive into some Friday the 13th movies at some point. If, uh, if they announce a new one, uh, you know, I haven't seen too many of those. So, well, there's a whole, uh, there's 12 of those for you to dive into you know yeah be uh and i cannot i can confidently say as much as i love friday the 13th my favorite franchise and favorite slasher is halloween and and michael myers but jason's a close second but i can confidently say that not all the movies in that franchise are good i think the only two that i've seen all the way through i've seen i want to say i've seen the original i don't think i saw the remake i've seen jason x and freddy vs jason <laughs> did you like uh jason x um i watched it when i was like 10 or 11 but i remember liking it <laughs> jason x is the epitome of a so bad it's good uh movie honestly yeah. um and then probably a lot of your knowledge from friday the 13th came you were pretty heavy into the video game for a while too right with the friday the 13th friday the 13th game yeah me and all my friends spent hours playing that yeah i don't were you ever good at that i was terrible at it um i killed jason because the goal uh either escape or you can kill jason we killed him like once i did it with a bunch of randoms online wow that's impressive you step you definitely still need to watch um the new uh evil or not watch but you still need to play the new evil dead video game yeah i've heard it's good i like uh dead by daylight also Oh yeah, Dead by Daylight was awesome. Did you ever get to play as Ghostface? Uh, I my friend had Ghostface, and so because he had him, I bought Michael Myers. Gotcha. Ghostface was actually slightly disappointing. Honestly, he had weird, weird, weird abilities in the game. Um, no, he was fast as hell. No, he was fast. It was just his attacks were kind of subpar. Um, yeah, but I don't know. And wasn't there uh wasn't there a zombie game that you were playing or something that was kind of a zombie game that was made by the people from Left 4 Dead? Uh Back for Blood. Was that a zombie game too or no? Yeah, it's made by the same people that made Left 4 Dead. It's nowhere near as good, but Gotcha. But a a decent uh follow-up to that, I guess, if we're not going to get another Left 4 Dead. Um yeah, decent the best word you could that's like decent at best 
Gotcha. All right, cool. Well, uh, you know, we're going almost 50 minutes here, so we'll, we'll wrap it up. Um, Sean, thank you for coming on. This was, uh, this was fun. We'll, uh, we'll have to get you back on again to, to talk, uh, some more horror. Um, and to everybody listening, thank you guys so much for, uh, for tuning in guys and girls, uh, and everybody in the world that's listening. Thank you all for tuning into this. Uh, this has been fun to, to talk one of my favorite recent horror movies with my brother, um, cause this is all we do, uh, when we're hanging out is just talk movies and watch movies and stuff. So, um, but yeah, I want to say thank you to everybody listening. Um, if you would like to get in touch with me, uh, feel free to reach out to me on social media, um, midnight terrors podcast at, on Instagram and on Facebook. And we have an email account, midnight terrors podcast at gmail.com. Feel free to send me an email uh, letting me know what you think of the show and you know what you'd like to hear us talk about. And if you've been keeping an eye on the Instagram, it's it's very fitting that Sean brought up the Scream franchise because uh, for next week's episode, if you've been keeping an eye on the Instagram page, you already know about this, but I'll tell you now, I'm actually interviewing um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, a few actors and uh, slash writer directors from L.A., uh, who are making a Scream fan film called Scream the Fan Favorite, a Scream fan film. Uh, they've got a really cool Indiegogo campaign going on right now where you can get a lot of cool perks um, involved with the film production and thank yous and you know different props and cool things from the, from the crew and cast. Uh, and they hit me up on Instagram to, to do an interview with them. So I'm going to be recording that... Um, tomorrow uh this is come i'm recording this the day that this drops and i'm gonna do the uh the interview tomorrow and actually mr j is gonna join me on that and we're just gonna have a conversation about their really cool fan film that's coming out and the campaign behind it and we'll talk all things scream and and horror so it's gonna be a lot of fun so Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this episode of the Midnight Terrors podcast, and uh, be sure to tune in next week and all future Sundays uh, for more horror content, and uh, have a wonderful week, and have an awesome October and Halloween season. Talk to you all soon.